0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about when to fire a consultant. You hire consultants for a specific expertise in a narrow domain. These folks are supposed to be subject matter experts in their area. There can be upwards of 20 of these consultants involved in any major project. The consultants we most often associate with a project include, number one, the architect, number two, your environmental consultant. Number three, your geotechnical engineer, who's focused on your soil stability. Number four, the civil engineer, focused on everything from road building to drainage and servicing of utilities. Number five, you've got your wind engineer. Number six, the noise engineer. Number seven, mechanical. Number eight, structural. Number nine, if you have a high-rise building, you're going to need an elevator engineer. Number 10, your electrical engineer. If the project is complex, number 11, you're going to need a planning consultant. If you have a high rise building and the windows need to be washed, you're going to need a window washing designer, a very specialized field. Number 13, you're going to need a specialist on building envelope. Make sure your building doesn't leak. Number 14, you're going to need a mature tree consultant in areas where they're concerned about preserving mature trees. Number 15, you're going to need an appraiser. Number 16, you may have to worry about groundwater or riparian rights. Number 17, you might need a heritage consultant. Number 18, you're probably going to need traffic studies. Number 19, you're probably going to need a landscape design. Number 20, for sure, you're going to need an energy efficiency design. And number 21, you're going to need 3D rendering artists. It's just a sampling of the consultants that we have involved in our projects. All of these people are subject matter experts, and they each could have specific deliverables for your project. It's a lot of people to manage who ultimately don't work for you directly. These experts are working simultaneously for multiple clients on multiple projects. Some of their other clients have their own schedule deadlines, and there's no guarantee you'll come out on top when a priority decision is made. Usually, the hiring process for these consultants is based on referrals. The architect can often be a primary source of introductions to these folks, and if there's a pre-existing working relationship with the architect, that can be a strong endorsement of a particular consultant. In each case you hope the consultant understands the scope of what's required for their specific deliverables and the dependencies that they require to get their work done for example your traffic study will need to know how many units and parking spaces are being proposed in order to undertake the traffic study small tweaks in the later stages of the design which affect the density will require the traffic engineer to redo all their calculations and update the report most important is that all of the consultants understand the schedule the project is aiming to achieve and that they're able to commit the necessary resources to meet that schedule. Understand it's virtually impossible to get all these consultants in a single meeting together to gain a global consensus on the schedule. And When you hire a consultant, they will create a consulting proposal and an engagement letter which outlines the scope of their work, the deliverables, the cost, and maybe the schedule. So what do you do when you're midway through the design process and you discover that one or more of your consultants is not performing to the level you expect? Is the problem a result of the expectations not being appropriately defined? Did you fail to communicate the requirements properly or did the consultant veer off course? Is the consultant technically confident? Is the work product of high enough quality? Do they meet their commitments? Or are you having to go through multiple iterations of review and repair to get the final finished product? when the deliverable is submitted to the city for approval, is it continually being rejected for missing items in the drawings or specifications? Do you have the expertise within your own team to evaluate the quality of the deliverables when they're sent to you for review prior to submittal to the city? By the time you recognize you have a problem, it's likely late in the process. You're stuck wondering whether to tough it out till the end with the existing consultant or start again with someone new. Starting over means a significant sunk cost with the existing consultant. The new consultant might not be comfortable picking up and taking over where someone else left off. If the consultant owns the copyright to their work, which they often do, they might not be willing to license their work to someone else. You're facing the risk of being slightly late combined with the risk of errors and rework compared with the certainty of being late with somebody new, but at least you have the high likelihood of a higher quality result if you start with someone else. These are difficult decisions, but your project will only be as good as your weakest link. If the city takes the stance they will not send anything to city council for approval for anything that's less than perfect, you'll be stuck waiting for the weak link in your project. We had an experience lately with a civil engineer who would consistently deliver incomplete results at the deadline, allowing zero time for review. Naturally, this required plenty of last-minute changes in order to correct fundamental errors. This engineer would incorporate requirements that were missing and then subsequently break other constraints in the process. It was a very frustrating series of iterations. The net result is that we, the developer, look like amateurs in front of the city engineer who subsequently might not take us seriously. A single consultant who is not working up to the standard can tarnish the reputation of a developer with the city, making it harder to get things done in the future. We made the difficult decision to migrate the project to someone else who had a strong track record with the city. We felt this was essential to get the project done and to restore credibility with the city. Not every consultant is required for every project, but at some point, you will end up working with someone who might not fully understand how you work or what you expect. And when there's so many specialized disciplines, the odds are that you will eventually encounter someone that you will need to fire. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.